Welcome to the Dr. Donna Podcast, here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. Innovative, evidence-based recovery that helps to identify intergenerational trauma, allowing for freedom and embracement of the healing process. Today, episode 137, More on Trauma, Part 1. And now your host, Dr. Donna Bevanley. This is Dr. Donna and... Welcome to my podcast. So today we're going to go back and talk about trauma again. Um, it's probably in light of the fact that, you know, the the disaster that happened in Hawaii recently. Um, and it feels like almost every day, if you turn on the news, you hear about the latest trauma more than any other thing. Uh, we, you know, in... Where I live, we have a a small uh, TV station though that that tries to focus on uh, the more just you know human interest stories more than the the uh, traumas. And I can really tell as I go back and forth on the on the channels when I'm watching that you know on one channel it's like disaster, trauma, horror, you know the latest <laughs> and the other channel is, Oh, well, here's somebody that, you know, served in world war two. And, you know, it's like, and then they talk about the guy and it's like, well, okay, that's, that's pretty nice. I guess there's still a trauma there cause it was war, but you know, the, the man is getting, or the woman is getting some kind of recognition. But, um, I wanted to talk today about trauma again, because that's really what this podcast has usually been about. Um, and, and so I just want to run through some of the realities of trauma that you, if you can remember this, I think it will help you a lot. I mean, you're not going to remember the whole thing, but, um, you might. It is very important to, identify that all trauma is valid. It's like any trauma that a person has, if they feel, you know, frightened, uh, if it tears their world apart, even if it doesn't tear the whole world apart, if if it stops them in their tracks, if they feel afraid, uh, the fight, flight, freeze, kind of uh, reality is that all trauma is valid. And, you know, I would like to say that there, there are some things that people call trauma that I personally don't think is trauma, even though I just said that all trauma is valid. You know, I it's like they're big T's, what we call big T's, which is big traumas, like the trauma that that happens, you know, when there's a car accident or uh, what happened in Maui, the the hurricanes that hit Florida. I mean, these are big T's, and meaning that these are big traumas. Anybody would notice that this is traumatic for everyone that is there, and uh, and you know, as it moves along, it changes. So. You know, it's like what, whatever trauma you're experiencing with the big T, you can trust the fact 
that it will change as time goes on. Um, then there's little things, the, the little traumas that happen in people's lives. And, you know, they can be like, say you go to the doctor and they say, hey, we found, you know, there's a, there's a mole or something on your, on your back that doesn't look very good or think, you know, we need to take that off. For, for a while, usually until they get the results back, you are in what we call LT, uh, little T, because it's very traumatic. You know, it's when somebody's, you know, when the doctor says there's a mole here, we need to take it off. We need to get it tested to make sure it's not melanoma. Like that's on your back. <laughs> so you are traumatized for that time. And, you know, if it's ever occurred in your life, you know that you remember that. You remember that day and what happened because little trauma, little T, you know, has a way of, you know, moving into your memory bank and, and staying there. And it creates part of who you are. Um, so I, I want to talk about that, you know, that little big, little T, big T. And then there are what you call, you know, I had, I had a young woman tell me that microaggressions are traumatic. And it's like, you first of all, you got to look for them, and if they if they don't if they don't uh, seem traumatic to most of the people, they're not really traumas. They might feel that way in your own life, but if you are down on that level of finding that you know whatever microaggression you think you're having, you're experiencing, it's like that is traumatic for you then what I can say is that when the big T's happen, you're not going to be very resilient. You know, and that's my concern about, I'm going to go looking for these, you know, little things that happen. And, you know, as I find them, I will identify them as traumatic and, and all of these. It's like, that doesn't create resiliency. We're trying to become resilient. You know, it's the only way, the only way that you can become resilient is by going through life on life's terms. Now, that doesn't mean you have to accept all of the, you know, real, you know, that the ugly things that people do to one another. But if you acknowledge and, rep, you know, have a boundary with it and say, oh, well, that that wasn't very nice, but it really wasn't about me anyway. It's more about that person. I mean, <laughs> I, if I went through life every day identifying all of the microaggressions that I find are committed against me as a gay woman, okay? It's like, I want to tell you, that's all I'd be doing all day. And that's not really how I want to live my life. But when it's a real little trauma, little T or big T, something that everybody could identify with. Oh, that's a bad, that's a really bad thing. Like a hurricane or a car accident or finding a mole on your back or, you know, having a major fight with somebody in your family that you really care about that can't get resolved. Those are very traumatic experiences. So 
when you have, when you experience trauma, you have to remember that it's valid. You know, if I'm having a reaction, it's a valid reaction. And, you know, I, if, if I'm going to become more resilient around that, I need to take care of myself. Okay. Physical self care is really important when you are dealing with your own trauma. You might not feel like you want to sleep. You might not feel like you want to, you know, eat real food or, you know, it's like take care of yourself in that way. You might not want to uh, reach out to your friends, but that's when you need to do those things. Physical self-care, you know, getting at least eight hours of sleep, taking naps if you need it, you know, eat the healthy meals, you know, or or even just small snacks. And then, of course, you know, this is my mantra of every single day, exercise is really important when you're going through a traumatic experience. Now, you know, those of you who've heard me before, then you know that in my world, exercise is not, well, you know, if I feel like doing it or if I don't feel like doing it, that's going to determine whether or not I do it. I exercise every day. I put it in the same category as brushing my teeth, okay? I don't sit and think, well, you know, do I, should I exercise today or not? And, you know, at my age, I guess it's really paid off because, okay, let's see. Day before yesterday, I did a nine-mile hike up in the mountains. And yesterday, this was like, Okay, right the day after the nine-mile hike, I did a 14-mile hike up in the mountains, high up in the mountains. And today I'm doing this. And so you can think, well, you know, it's like, am I, when I'm 72, do do I want to be able to do that? Good question. You might not be a big hiker, but the things that you enjoy doing, do you want to keep doing that? Because if you stop moving, you'll stop moving. It's it's that simple. You know, it's not a complicated thing. But when you are experiencing trauma, you need to be able to exercise. Like when I got up this morning, I noticed that, well, our air quality here is crap today because we have forest fires everywhere. And it's kind of what happens here at the, you know, end of summer and while the world <laughs> seems to be burning up, but um, our air is hazardous today. So I won't be hiking because that would be ridiculous. So what do I do? Well, I work out with my little weights. I don't, I don't lift big weights because that would be ridiculous, but I have a routine, several routines that I can do that I've made up any day of the week because exercise is as important as brushing my teeth, eating decent food, and getting enough sleep. Resiliency is the most important thing that human beings can experience because what it means is that every time you go through something, 
you come out stronger. You come out wiser if you are resilient. So if you are going through or experiencing trauma, it's also important to feel your feelings. If you're angry, feel angry. If you're sad, feel sad. If you're afraid, feel afraid. What I know as a therapist for 50 years is that when you try to deny your feelings, they come out in other ways. So like if I'm angry about something and I don't talk about that anger, it's like I I don't have to like process it to death. But if I don't at least say, that really makes me mad. I'm really angry about that. If I'm like, no, I'm good. You know, it's like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's going to come out somewhere, somehow. It might take a while, but it's still going to come out. It might come out um, when I'm driving. It might come out if somebody, you know, like, butts in front of me in the store or something. I'm like, or, hey, how about if it comes out physically so that now I just add to a heart problem? It'll come out. Emotions are human energy. When you say what they are, you take a lot of that energy out. So I say, I'm really angry about that. Really, really angry about that. I don't have to do anything about it unless I want to. But, you know, if I do something about my anger, then, you know, I, as long as it's responsible, that also helps that energy get out. If I'm sad and I try and pretend I'm not sad, at some point that's going to come back and kick me in the butt too. I might say, it's okay to say I'm really sad about this. I feel very, very sad that, you know, those people in Hawaii are having to go through this. I feel sad about that. And, you know, it's not my personal trauma, but seeing it on the news felt like I was a little bit traumatized by even watching it. I only need to watch those things once. So, you know, (laughs) I get it the first time. Uh, But sadness is one of those emotions that if you if you just refuse to acknowledge it because, well, maybe I have what I call toxic positivity, which is, you know, everything's fine all the time and I'm good and everything lovely. It's like, yeah, no, that is actually going to come back and bite you. Okay. Because it's not true. It's not real. It's all right to say you're sad about something or And fear. Fear is big when you're going through a traumatic event because something that's traumatic usually has with it that surprise to me. And when you feel that kind of surprise, it's that fight, flight, or freeze reaction. Got to get away from it. Want to fight it. Ah, Frozen. Um, So, you know, it's like feeling your feelings and acknowledging what they are like, oh, I was really afraid. I'm really afraid. I still feel feel a lot of fear. Um, several years ago, I don't know how long it is and doesn't matter. I took training in CISM, 
which is critical incident stress management training. And, you know, what that was about was, you know, I was a person that they would call this, you know, the police or someone else would call if there was a traumatic event. So say, I remember one I went to where it was a bank. It was, you know, after a bank robbery had happened. And I went in and, you know, I said to all of the people, you can talk to me and you can tell me as much or as little as any, you know, as you feel like talking about what happened to you. But individually, I want to talk to you about how you feel now. Because they were robbed. They they work in a bank. They were robbed first thing in the morning. And there were guns. And yeah, you know, every single one of them says, well, I was really afraid. Well, yes, you would be. You know, that would be a traumatic event for anybody. And now it's a traumatic event for you. So, you know, I expressed to them that, you know, acknowledging their feelings is a good thing because you don't want it to come out sideways. You want to do good self-care. You want to eat right. You want to get some sleep. You want to talk to whoever it is that you feel safe talking to, to process this thing. And, uh, you know, and also this, this kind of goes into, uh, the, the exercise thing, but I'll tell you what. Taking a walk and being in a natural, like even taking a walk down the street. If there's grass or trees, there's always going to be birds flying around somewhere. I mean, taking a walk and noticing what is in that walk is a very good way to deal with trauma without uh, trying to deny it. Um, and, and at first, when you have a trauma, your, you know, your experience will be numb. That's like, that's true for everyone. You get numb. And it might only be for a few, you know, for 30 seconds, or it might be for a few days, but the numbness will wear off. And then, you know, it's a, it's important to identify what your feelings are. And for a lot of people, they don't know what the words are. Okay. So it's anger. It's fear. It's pain. It's sadness. It's guilt. It's shame. Okay. Those are all really difficult feelings, but they're all there somewhere. Okay. It's like if you go through a really traumatic event, say a hurricane or a fire or something where people have died, you'll probably feel survivor guilt. How come I'm still here and they're not? And I've heard people say that. It's like that is an, that is an absolute appropriate feeling to have if you have gone through some kind of a traumatic event. And that can be true for big T's or it can be true for Little T's, okay? Little T's, things like, you know, somebody bullying you on the playground unless they bash your head in or something, call you a name. That's a little T. That isn't, you know, it's not going to change your life unless it happens every day, which then it becomes a big T. But 
You know, we all experienced these, and most of us lived right through it and became quite resilient. Now, there is uh, there are helplines every day. There are helplines that are set up all over the country that you can call if you are in a lot of distress, especially if you've experienced a traumatic event and you just want to talk and you don't know, you know, you're not in therapy already or you don't know a good therapist and you really need to talk about it. They're um, what they call disaster distress line. Uh, and it provides 24-hour days, seven-day-a-week, 365 days a year crisis counseling. And I will I will give you that uh, that phone number. It's Two, it's eight zero zero nine eight five five nine nine zero. I'll say it again: eight zero zero nine eight five five nine nine zero. Now they don't care whether it's a big T or a little T. If you are in distress and you need somebody to talk to, they're there. Uh, they also have um, an an ASL now, and it is, uh, you you call that number, and you can get help if you have if you are hard of hearing. You can still get the help. It'll give you a button at the end. So, um, so remember that, and you can see that. Uh, Connect with your community. That's one of the ways that people who are going through big traumas get support. And that is by connecting with their community, those people who are still there. Sometimes there's, you know, like um, school shootings. When those kids pull together and support one another, they get strong. They get very resilient through very, very painful and difficult experiences. In fact, I I saw in the newspaper that um, David Hogg, he is a perfect example of how really young people can become very resilient. He's connected with his community. I hope he does run for office sometime because he has great leadership qualities and he's he has a moral compass, which I find to be kind of refreshing these days. But, you know, he's a really good example of how if you connect with your community and you keep going and, you know, do what you got to do to take care of yourself. Because obviously he didn't crawl into the bottle or start smoking pot every day or, you know, he finished school. He's, you know, he became very resilient. And that's what we're looking for. We are not, there's no way that human beings are ever going to avoid drama. We live on an ever-changing planet, for instance. No matter what we do, there's always things that happen just because we live on this earth, like a volcano shooting up out of the earth or earthquakes, you know, fires. And, you know, also uh, 
when you connect with your community, you have someone that you can talk to that understands completely because they experienced it too. And then times, there are times when you're going through some kind of a traumatic event that silence helps. And I have found this to be true. I'll just go, I'm out the door, I'm walking. And I'm, I'm, I'm just listening to the quiet. And if I can't get it where I live, I just go up into the mountains a little ways and just get out and walk around. I don't have to go on a 14-mile hike. If I can get it, if I, if I can pull it together, I will. But, <clears throat> but to be able to just be in your own self, silent, quiet, able to uh, hear your own self, hear your own thoughts. What do I think about this? How do I feel about this? Sometimes you can get in touch with your own feelings by just being quiet. Um, you know, and, and this is also very grounding. If you can, like, even just go sit on the lawn somewhere. Just being out in nature where you can feel the quiet. That can be very helpful to you when you are going through a traumatic event. Now, don't do this all the time, every day, because that creates isolation. And isolation is your enemy. It's too easy to just crawl into your own self and ignore the rest of the world. It's easy to do that. But we are social animals. And we need each other. And we need to remember that. We need each other. So I'm going to continue this next time. And when I start my next uh, session, I'm going to be talking about practicing mindfulness and centering and grounding yourself to go when you're going through a traumatic event. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Donna podcast here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This channel is made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com slash support. The Dr. Donna Podcast is copyright 2023, Dr. Donna Bevanley, all rights reserved. Our theme music is composed by Dave Croft and used with permission. The Experience of the Soul Podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios.